You know, one of the things that we talk about when you meet with me, if you're a client of mine, is how are you separating? How are you differentiating yourself out there in the market? And what is it about you that's going to make your market stand up and take notice? Well, I spoke with Ian Naylor. He's a co-founder at Hyperizon. Ian talks all about how you can separate through personalization and not just standard personalization you might be thinking of. This is some advanced stuff, some really cool things that I guarantee none of your competitors are doing that if you started doing now, you're going to get a lot more responses to your emails. Check it out. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Hey, welcome. I am Matt. I am your host. Welcome to Sastry in the Making. Really, really glad you're here. Thank you for coming. Thanks for watching. If you're watching video, thanks for listening. If you're on the podcast and I want to make sure that you are subscribed. So hit the subscribe button right now. That way you won't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes where we have amazing leaders from around the SaaS world. But today we've got another incredible dynamic leader. I'm with Ian Naylor. Ian, welcome. Matt, hey, nice to nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Super excited to have you here. And for those of you watching, even though Ian is in the UK, he's got all kinds of Star Wars stuff behind him. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love it. I see all kinds of really cool things that remind me so much of all the good Star Wars movies. Yeah, it's, it's coming out it's coming out of my ears yet. I, I don't even have any of the new Mandalorian or Boba Fett stuff yet. So still still some room to add some more stuff. <laughs> I just finished Bubba Fett. My fan is a, or my family is a big Mandalorian fan. I just finished Bubba yeah. Fett last week. So, really cool stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Did you, not, not to distract or disrupt the conversation too much, but did you enjoy that? I thought Bubba Fett was good. I think Mandalorian's yeah. great. Yeah, I think it kind of it almost changed into the Mandalorian in the last couple of episodes of the series, didn't it? Made it better. Yeah, exactly. They kind of like, oh, well, let's get some more Mandalorian in here. And they kind of had a little crossover, but it was interesting. Yeah, no, very cool. So cool. So let me introduce you to everybody out there, Ian, so they know who you are. Ian is the co-founder at Hyperizon. Hyperize is a hyper-personalization toolkit. It enables you to personalize your whole sales funnel from dynamic personalized images in your email and LinkedIn outreach to personalized landing pages and videos. I'm really excited to learn more about what Ian's doing there. He's also the founder and CEO at App Institute. And App Institute provides a simple way for small businesses and individuals to create and manage iPhone and Android apps without any programming skills. So super cool stuff there. And once again, Ian, thanks for coming on the show. Nice. Great, great to talk about the things that are close to my heart. And that's not just the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could fill an entire episode on Mandalorian and Boba Fett and all that. But for professional stuff, tell me, what have you yeah. been up to lately and, and what's coming up soon? Uh, yes, I mean, lately, um, it, it's kind of more recently, um, yeah, Hyper I mentioned there is, is the most recent uh, company that I, I've launched. Uh, we actually launched in, in, in the early lockdown, so it's it's kind of quite a, a new business and kind of a nascent um, kind of sector, really. You know, this hyper personalization. Um, Hyperize itself is is I guess it's the the dream product that I've I've always wanted. So I've been starting businesses for the last twenty three, maybe it's twenty four years now. My first wow. business was in nineteen ninety eight, an online business, believe it or not. At the time when there wasn't much, wasn't much online, um, but I've been using 
image personalization as a marketing sales technique pretty much in every business ever started uh, and kind of you know perfected it or improved it. I don't want to say perfected it, so that sounds sounds like like I think I'm brilliant. Uh, but no, I've improved it, optimized it um, over you know over the last twenty odd years. And it was I always wanted like a toolkit that would enable this you know out of the box in the same way that um, App Institute the philosophy was allow small business owners to create a, uh, a mobile app without any tech skills. You know, what Hyperize is doing is allowing, you know, digital marketers, SaaS businesses, sales teams to create hyper personalization, you know, without a development team. You know, whereas, you know, in, in App Institute, we use personalization, but, you know, we had to like three developers pre-programming and pre-processing things, you know, to create the sort of effects that Hyperize now does, you know, in, on the fly on demand. And so it's, it's as you might tell, uh, it's, it's a product that I'm passionate about because it's, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of a lot of the businesses I've been involved with before. I've seen an opportunity. You built the business, but it wasn't. I wasn't necessarily the end customer. Like with App Institute, I'm not a small business owner. Whereas Hyperize is targeted at SaaS businesses, digital marketers, and those those sort of kind of teams. Of which I am one of those people. So to have a business that serves my own people, you know, is is, is really really fulfilling. So super pumped and excited about it, and always always happy to share and talk about it as well. So again, thanks thanks for having me, Matt. That's super cool. And I love seeing a passionate founder talk about their business. You can just see it in your eyes and your face. You're lighting up about it. I think that's so cool. And I, I, I really enjoy that energy that a, that a software founder has when they're doing that. And so a lot of you out there who are founders, bring that. When you're talking about your business, bring your passion like Ian's doing here. And, and Ian, I want to know more about this personalization. So I, I've seen a bit of it and I looked through your website as well, but can you tell us what does that mean? Image personalization. What is that exactly? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess just to explain why um, it, it's, it's kind of really tapping into from a science perspective, you know, how how the brain processes information. You know, we, we as humans are inherently visual learners. The brain processes images 60,000 times quicker than text. Right. So when, when the brain and, and look, that's I don't think it that won't be a surprise to anybody really in that if you look at any communications channel it's very visual everything is visual right but then if you look at say outreach um you know your sales or marketing outreach it's very kind of very text heavy you know so kind of typical sdr is just going to send a wall of text to somebody maybe broken mm -hmm. up with with blank space um you know and that's that's quite hard to to process you know and that's kind of why we use images and so what hyperize does is enable you to kind of create images, purposeful images that you're reflecting your call to action, your outreach or whatever that may be, but adding in dynamic personalization into those images. And, be, and essentially what happens is because the brain is processing images so quickly, when you have some personalization, like it could be if it's a business, a B2B kind of outreach, could be the, the company's logo in there dynamically, or it could be their, you know, a screenshot of their website, or just something simple like their name. But having some personalization in an image, when 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 that when the brain sees that, it just slams the brake on and says, "Hey, pay more attention to this." And effectively, it generates what's called a pattern interrupt, and that that pattern interrupt just leads to more mind share, you know, because you know um, the brain saying, hey, "You've got to pay more attention to this because it's something different from what we're used to." And that increased mind share just leads to more engagement. And people being more engaged, more likely to kind of take that call to action. But there's also, also lots of other psychological kind of traits that you're tapping into, like creating that moment of delight for somebody 
just kind of opens them up so they're way more susceptible or, or kind of open to you know your message or what you're going to say and, and to read it and you know we've all the same number of minutes and hours in a day but we're all being bombarded more and more by messages by smart marketers or whatever it may be you know and you know i think on average we, we see like five thousand messages a day and so the amount of time that we have to grab people's attention is reducing it's like six seconds or something so if you can mm -hmm. kind of you know stack the deck in your favor by using a dynamic personalized image that was reinforcing your call to action but is triggering that pattern interrupt then you know you're, you're going to uh, kind of uh, our customers typically see a doubling of, of whatever their their kind of conversion metric that might be replies or clicks or you know, depending on obviously kind of what the call to action is but significant uplift i mean we've um we have one of our clients is is g2 uh, i don't know if you've heard of g2 they do like software reviews that sort of they, yeah, they had, them. yeah, they had a three X uplift um, on on their campaigns, and they're doing large send campaigns, you know, multiples of, of tens of thousands of people. And what mm -hmm. they do is they, they produce as part of their product like quadrant reports or kind of category leader reports. But what they do with their personalized images is create these aspirational images. So they're showing like the person at the top of the the quadrant as being the prospect they're reaching out, and their kind of their narrative is. Hey, if you work with G2, you can become a category leader. So they're creating these aspirational pictures, you know, and sending them out at you know huge scale. And they tripled their reply rate. They went from 15 wow. to 48 percent, you know, with just kind of you know visualizing it in a very purposeful way. But the personalization, there, you know, who who wouldn't kind of be intrigued when they see you know a report with their logo and you know you're you're like the top kind of um, you know the, the top business listed in there you know it's it's, it's that sort of um uh, kind of possibilities that you can create you know using these personalized images but also we have uh, a, a huge amount of sales teams using it and creating these like humanized gifts so you know you'll have you know somebody like you know me waving or like, let's have a chat and a coffee but you know you'll have some sort of personalization in and around the image maybe like a whiteboard next to me you know and the person's name on the whiteboard you know something that's kind of done in a i was going to say a tasteful way although i've seen some clients do it in a, in a less than tasteful way but still <laughs> yeah, kind of you know, sometimes like when i see less tasteful i mean more like kind of like zaning but you know sometimes you know that's, people like that kind of like comic relief kind of side of things as well so there is no kind of right or wrong i think other than what the metrics say right so if you're getting a good uplift then it doesn't matter how zany it looks yeah, and I, I think it's pretty incredible. And you mentioned a lot of great reasons. It's the thing that I think about and something that I coach my clients on is how are you differentiating? How are you separating from all the others out there? And you mentioned all the noise that people are, are inundated with. And so this is something that your competitors are probably not doing, right? It's so unique and so cool that if somebody sees that, it's differentiation. It's separating you from them. And it's something that, like you said, it drives a lot of response because it's unique, it's different, and it hits to something personal, showing their name, showing their logo, and people get a reaction to that positively. It's amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things that before you kind of see the results, you, know, you may be kind of skeptical about you know, how, how can a, a simple image make such a big impact? You know, mentioned there about G2, you know, with kind of 3X uplift. I, I had that I, I completely understand people kind of maybe being that skeptical because I, I, I was like that myself I mean 
when I first stumbled across it, it was I stumbled across this kind of phenomenon of, of image personalization. It was actually my very first business back in 98. It was an online business where we were importing cars from Europe into the UK. So direct from the manufacturer, direct to the customer's door, effectively cutting out the dealer network in the middle. And customers would save 20, 30 percent off the purchase price of the vehicle. You know, so but they would still be spending 20, 30, 40,000 you know, pounds or dollars on on these on these cars. Um, so high, high kind of value at a time when people were probably just buying books and CDs you know, online. You know, so kind of it was completely bucking the trend. But one of the things that we noticed is that because um, it was a high value product, but the, the USP of that product was we were saving a lot of money. It was actually very small margins on the sale of the vehicle. So it was all of the ancillary products where, you know, we actually made most of the money. And one of the great products um, that we could make money on was private number plates because um, there was like a 30% commission kickback on that, you know, and on a product that could be thousands of pounds in itself. Um, so what we used to do, some people would come to the website, spec their car out. So say, you know, I want a Ford or Ferrari and all the different bits. And bear in mind, this was in 98. We would print off the quote pack and post it to them, right? <laughs> so, wow. um, so there'll be a picture of the car that they wanted um, on the front of the quote pack. And what we realized was that if we said, okay, Matt, you know, we could have a number plate that was like M4TT, for example, we'd put that on the number plate of the picture of the car. And so the private plate that they could buy was just there in the image of the car that they already said that they wanted. So one desirable object, you know, they'd already had there, which was the car. And now we're kind of having that kind of, that uh, kind of, uh, that transference, if you like, of here's something else that potentially desirable. And you got the two of them together. And, and we ended up selling and making more money from the uh, from through the affiliate deal with the private number plates than we did through selling the cars. And it was an absolute <laughs> paradigm shift for me that, you know, and, and back then we had to do this manually, you know, we were manually kind of editing in, in, in kind of like Photoshop or whatever, the, uh, or paint as it was then, yeah. um, these, uh, these, these kind of images and doing it manually, but it, it was, you know, hours of, of somebody's time a day to do that. Like I say, it was, it was like the, the largest um, kind of revenue generating channel of the business. Uh, you know, fast forward 23 years now, you know, you could, you could do that, you know, like say dynamically on the fly. And, and that's, it was like I say, a paradigm shift for me. It really did change my thinking about, you know, how, um, how to go about business, but also, you know, how, how to kind of engage people. And that, that image personalization is something that's kind of served me very well in, in pretty much every business I've started since then. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I love that story. It's so cool. Are there are there some really creative ways people are using this that that might help our audience to understand how they can use it too? Yeah, so um, I, I think, you know, from, um, from depending on, on the kind of, obviously, the, the purpose of the outreach, we have certainly since, um, I was going to say since lockdown, but we only launched in, in April 2020. So we've pretty much always been in lockdown from a business perspective. We, we don't know much else. But uh, in early lockdown, we saw a lot of sales teams, SDRs, BDRs coming um, over and using Hyperize. Whereas I, I kind of always envisaged Hyperize as maybe more of a, a tool for marketers. Um, you know, and, and like I said, kind of SaaS businesses, marketers, and that was kind of, some of the use cases so like in my previous business um, app institute uh, you mentioned there we talked about briefly that it's a code-free mobile app building platform when we first started that business 
our outreach narrative was, you know, or like in a USP was you, you can build an app code free. So, you know, if you are a small business, you know, restaurant owner or beautician, you can create like a booking app or an or food ordering app, get it in the app store, you know, you know with kind of, um, uh, you know, with no tech skills, kind of like the WordPress for mobile apps. Um, and, and that worked for a certain segment, you know, the early movers, if you like, in the marketplace. But within our kind of second or third year, our kind of growth had just kind of stalled, you know, as, as you kind of service all of those um, those early early uh, movers, as it were. And so what to kind of move it into the kind of the broader marketplace and that kind of code free narrative just didn't really kind of gel. But mm. what we worked out was that if, if we could kind of get all these businesses you know, and segment them. So, okay, these are the restaurants, these are the beauticians, these are the, you know, the, the radio stations or whatever. They all have similar sort of templates, right? You know, kind of a, a food restaurant would want like a menu, beautician mm. would want kind of something different. Yeah. And so we had these visual templates of what the product would look like, and then we just personalize them. So on the home, on the splash page, it would be the client's logo, you know, on the, um, on the about us page, it would be all their details. The map would be, you know, personalized to them. And so when we reached out, the narrative changed to here's your app, click here to claim it. And that that increased um, our, um, our conversions tenfold in terms of from an email channel. So email just wasn't an effective cold outreach channel at all for App Institute until we start we change the narrative and use those personalized images to kind of to reinforce that that um, that, that call to action. And we've seen that philosophy with many, many other SaaS businesses that, you know, taking product screenshots, you know, and, you know, uh, adding in the, 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 pro, you know, the prospect they're reaching out to. Like, for example, another client of ours, Hubstaff, and they're a timesheet application. And they have, you know, um, one of their narratives is, you know, you can manage your remote workers, you know, in a nice, simple dashboard. And you've got an app for the remote workers, you know, rather than using like a spreadsheet and everything being all kind of, you know, upside down and, and a mess as it were yeah. and so visualizing those, those product screenshots but with um, the person the prospect they're reaching out to as the first person listed in the dashboard you know and on the app again with a map showing their location you know that increased the people taking the call to action of sign up for a free trial in their case fourfold so it went from wow. like three to twelve percent you know so kind of a massive uplift by kind of visualizing your product and i think that was something that um, Steve Jobs talked about in terms of um, putting the product in people's hands. So in the apps, in the Apple store, they have like the laptop screen at a certain degree. So when you go up to it, you, you kind of want to move it to kind of bring it to a more natural kind of uh, degree of, of kind of viewing angle. And so that was deliberate because, you know, they, they wanted people to touch the product rather than just look at it. And so it's kind of similar sort of philosophy. Wow. That showing the product as you're eventually going to see it with your logo in there you know as you know if you think about most SaaS businesses it's you're seeing your business logo your profile image you know in where the account kind of button would be or whatever so seeing that up front one it's triggering the pattern interrupt so you're grabbing people's attention but it's done in a very purposeful way so yeah th those kind of we've seen a lot of clients like say SaaS businesses kind of personalizing their product but also, like I said, sales teams is, is a kind of something that we, we never really thought about and, until we launched a product. And of course, sometimes your customers tell you how your product should be used rather than the other way around. Um, and sure. you know, listen to that as a founder. Um, and like I said, we saw an incredible amount of 
um, salespeople doing it to the point where we enhance the product so they could record their own gifts directly in the product. So rather than you know, wow. upload your image and add personalization, now you can just create your images directly in the platform. And, you know, we have uh, almost 50% of our user base now are sales teams as well, you know, where they're using these humanized gifts to kind of, you know, it's kind of a bit like the, the law of reciprocity, you know, whereas if you do mm -hmm. something nice for somebody, they're going to feel compelled to respond. And so, you know, when you're there smiling, creating that moment of delight, you know, it really does, um, you know, put a smile on people's face and, and they feel more compelled to respond. And so that's, that's like I say, is, is a, a large section of the user base uh, kind of using it in that sort of way. But uh, another um, kind of example of how the product's used that was, again, not one that I kind of ever envisaged is, again, most of the clients using ours are kind of more B2B uh, rather than B2C. And part sure. of that is that Hyperize has um, data enrichment built in. So you know, we can take a business email or a website and from that dynamically enriched, get logos and screenshots, number of employees, um, you know, all that sort of data. So you can then start to segment the site and, and the experience. But obviously with B2C, you don't really get all of that data enrichment. So this, we always thought it was kind of a less of a use case. But we've seen, for example, a kind of a prosumer or kind of event type shows like e-commerce world and ad world and other sort of event type companies creating shareable gifts, almost like, like a visualization of the ticket. So mm -hmm. if, if you booked it or bought a ticket for it's an e-com world, you would get a gift that would look like a ticket, but with your name on it, and then be encouraged to share that on Instagram or Twitter, or whatever, to be put into kind of prize draws for further swag and further kind of highlights, you know, at the event itself. And of course, the events team themselves are going to get some virality of people sharing, you know, that they're going to a certain event. And so obviously that's really kind of in, in the kind of the B2C world. Um, you know, sure. uh, but getting consumers to share something that maybe they wouldn't ordinarily be talking about. And I thought that was you know, a really cool uh, use case. I love it. Super, super cool to hear all those different ways of, of incorporating this technology, which is pretty fantastic. If you were to kind of sum up, what advice would you give to software leaders, software founders who are listening, who want to be able to use personalization? Yeah, I, I think that really the key, uh, I've kind of, mentioned it a couple of times is it for it to be purposeful and so it's really mm. you know, thinking about what it what's the message that you know that you're trying to put out there you know you, you said yourself you know you've got to have you've got to stand apart you've got to have a usp you know and it's like how can i communicate that usp in the shortest amount of time knowing that you know in reality you've got six seconds or less you know to kind of to make that impact and so you know how how can you kind of reinforce that and so that's always my, my kind of suggestion whenever I'm speaking to somebody, you know, new clients especially, is, you know, what what is your USP and, you know, how can you visualize that? You know, and sometimes, you know, especially if it's salespeople, then it's, you know, like it could be their personality. It could be, you know, like, for example, we mentioned it here. I've got a bunch of Star Wars stuff behind me, but it's just that's not the USP of the company, but it's kind of my personal brand, if you like. And so kind of showing something different rather than, you know, just a blank wall or whatever behind me. It's just another way of building up the story that people have when they see that image. And none of it might be true. You know, I might not like Star Wars, but the point is it creates an icebreaker as well, you know, when, when you speak to somebody. So there's lots of ways that you can kind of layer in to an image to make it purposeful, but also to kind of like to stand out and, and kind of make a difference, you know, especially if you're going to be then meeting that person and kind of following on that discussion.
I totally agree. I think personalization is definitely the, not just the wave of the future, but the now, and it's super, super important. I love how you talked about making sure you're hitting to them, but also showing your own personalized side. Ian, this has been super, super incredible. I really appreciate you coming and sharing all of your knowledge. How can our audience learn more about you and Hyperize? Yeah. So I, I guess the first and foremost, going to hyperize.com um, is, is the kind of the easiest way, you know, you can get a full free access to the product, have a, have a trial with no commitment, have a play. Um, I'd love to kind of connect individually with people as well. So LinkedIn is, is the best way to connect with me there. It's Ian dash Naylor. Um, but just searching for Ian Naylor, you'll, you'll find me, uh, in my spare time, I, I race, um, soapboxes. So you'll see the crazy guy, um, in a soapbox. That'll be me. <laughs> Look out for that in, in, in LinkedIn <laughs> rather than, rather That's than cool. the corporate uh, message, the corporate uh, profile. But yeah, uh, again, they would certainly be the, the, the first two channels I recommend, you know, go and have a play with Hyperize, go to hyperize.com, come and have, connect with me and have a chat and then I'll do that in LinkedIn. Super cool. And we'll put all that in the show notes as well for anybody who's Amazing. listening, you'll be able to see that. But Ian, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Matt, really grateful. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Likewise. And thank you everybody out there for watching. Thanks for listening. Again, make sure you are subscribed to the show so you do not miss any amazing innovators and leaders like Ian who are coming up next. So thank you for coming. Appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you, everybody.